What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined across the power of the internet by Rachel Mogan. Bonjourno, indeed. But then also, we have some two special guests with us as well. We have Mike and Shane from Triple XP Podcast. How's it going, guys? How are we doing? Team Chat Podcast is a video game show where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. New episodes come out on Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. Central Time. And you can listen to those on podcast services around the World Wide Web, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and others. You can also watch each episode over on our YouTube channel. Links for all that are in the description below. You can find us on social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join our Discord server, where we have a lot of great, fun gaming conversations and conversations about things not related to gaming all throughout the week when we're not recording the show. And finally, oh no, I forgot to pull up the list of the patrons. Oh, no, that's okay. Oh, no, someone fill time. We'll just keep them in our hearts. How about that? (laughs) We'll just know that they're with us always and that we love them. (laughs) But you can also help make the show bigger and better by going over to patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast, whereas for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show. And in return, we'll give you cool perks like getting the episodes early before their general Tuesday release, access to a private channel on our Discord server, The Rogues Gallery, as well as uh, some other fun extra tidbits and goodies like our uh, subsidiary show team chit chat where Mogan and I talk about things not related to gaming whatsoever. So you can check all that out by going to patreon.com slash team chat podcast, just like James K, Ben W, Michael B, Fuchsia Rascal, Andrew M, Michael S, and Brandon Weaver have done. But if you can't do that, that's no big deal at all. We totally don't care because you can still help make the show bigger and better in other ways, such as uh, subscribing to wherever you listen or watch, telling your friends, writing us reviews. All that great stuff helps get the great word of Team Chat Podcast out to the masses. So we love and appreciate all our patrons and listeners alike. Heart emojis. Heart emoji. Man, I am thrilled with myself for being able to pull up all that without barely breaking strides. So let's just roll <laughs> right into this next bit and hear from our guests. So uh, Mike and Shane, you guys have recently started Triple XP Podcast, which you are now like 15, 16 episodes in, correct? Somewhere around there? Yeah, 15 uh, comes yeah. out Monday. Oh, nice. We're so there we go. babies in podcast age. You'll get there like, someday. I think but, uh, Time I caught an episode, you were on like 250 plus. Like, yeah, yeah, this is uh, our 231, yeah, 231, I think. Is what oh, this right, one okay. is. but yeah, so uh, so tell us who you guys are. So, what you know, we normally with guests, we like to give our listeners some just a, a background into you guys. So, like, where where did you guys get get started into gaming? What are some of your favorite games? And of course, let us all know where you know about triple XP and where we can listen to that as well. So, uh, Mike, why don't you uh, kick us off? Yeah, I mean, well, me and Shane met on Twitch when we sort of were into streaming and stuff. So that's kind of how we met through Twitter, I think it was. Um, and then we just blossomed our friendship from there, pretty much. Nice, nice. Um, and then we kind of fell out of streaming um, and then just found podcasting, which is kind of originally what we were sort of, we feel like we were destined to do it kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a ton of fun to get to do. I mean, as we sit here 230 episodes later, we're obviously not tired <laughs> yeah. of doing it. So <laughs> it's a whole lot of fun. It's a blast. Uh, and we love to be able to talk to new people with new podcasts. I know. And someday you'll be on your 250th episode and we'll be like <laughs> 5,000 podcast years old. By then. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, Mike, then, uh, what is kind of your background in gaming? Like, what was, you know, how did you first get into playing games? And then what is your favorite game that you would say? Um, this is a tough one because it's hard to pinpoint where gaming actually started for me because it's just been around since, like, I can remember. So the days of, like, the ZX Spectrum. I don't know if any of you guys know that. <laughs> the big like part? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the what? Yeah, it's, it's like a, a tape. It's instead of like discs or whatever we have now. Very old school. Yeah, it really is. Um, it had like the worst loading noises, like dial-up modem. It's got nothing on those noises. <laughs> um, but yeah, just started there. I've had like a lot of consoles. Um, I've never really delved too much into PC gaming, but I'm primarily like a console gamer. Um, yeah, just I just love gaming and just you know everything about it is just all about me. So. Nice. So, what then would you say is probably your favorite game, or if one of you your had, favorite games? Because yeah, if you had to pick, you know, whatever. Because I know that could, that's also <laughs> a very loaded question. We've had, you so. can just I list think, a few if you can't pick uh, just yeah. one. I mean, I feel like Shane could probably answer this better than me because he hears it like almost every episode of the podcast. So it's either. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's, it's going to be either Skyrim. Um, I know Morgan, you've been playing that recently, or The Last of Us, which is like just. Such nice. an amazing, oh, wonderful story. Solid oh, choices. Man. Solid choices. If so we Shane, can go a week where I don't hear either of those games come out of his mouth, <laughs> I will be happy. <laughs> it will never well, I'm, sorry that this, I'm sorry that this place could not be a safe space for your ears and you still had to hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so Shane, how about you? What What's kind of your uh, background in gaming and your favorite game? Um. Uh, yeah, I mean, my background's a little bit more direct in that I although I like dabbled when I was very young it was actually my granddad that got me into gaming um he got a PlayStation 1 back in like 98 um and as a I used to have to go around there because my my parents worked full-time so he sort of babysat us at, at the young age and I used to just help him with puzzles he was stuck on on the old Tomb Raider oh, games like that and that nice. kind of got me into gaming and I remember buying Final Fantasy 7 um, and he used to let me play it when I stayed around there. So that kind of where it all started for me. Um, with regards to the sort of games I, I do like, the JRPGs is where my, my forte lies. And awesome. the, the weird ones. I'm into the weird <laughs> games. <laughs> like what? Like what, what would be a, yeah, a weird one? I want to know. <laughs> the weirdest game that I've played most recently is Gun Gal, which I oh. am oddly good at. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's very rare Shane is good at a game it is very <laughs> rare so I don't know if you're aware of what that game is um, I don't know if I've heard of that one uh, it's, so it's a, a Japanese game that is essentially the storyline of um, an angel and a devil and they accidentally make your character have, make every single girl in the school fall in love with him and if he doesn't find his true love within 24 hours, then he'll be forever alone and nothing will love him, not even animals. Oh, no. So they, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so they give you a special gun called the pheromone gun, which causes anyone you shoot with it to have almost a, um ecstasy release, shall we say. Not, nothing nude or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, you have to run around a school shooting women to get them to leave you alone. <laughs> It's a very odd game. <laughs> I think very that definitely odd. classifies as one of the weird ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When's that game from? I'm not sure I've heard of it recently. Uh, it's actually had 
two sequels and the second sequel came out a year or two ago. There's a new one coming out this year, actually. Gotcha. Well, it's doing well enough to get, you know, more releases. So it's clearly that (laughs) something's got to be there. (laughs) It struck a chord with its its base. Yeah, there's an odd odd selection of people out there like me that play this game clearly so (laughs) very nice very nice well so we invited triple xp on because this as is tradition at the beginning of the year we'd like to do an episode on our most anticipated games of 2021 so we've each prepared a small list of some of the games that we are most looking forward to playing that are hopefully going to come out this year i can't tell you guys how many times we've done this episode actually it probably happens every year we've done this episode and the majority i feel like of our picks get pushed to the next year and i'm like well this is for not not my picks it's always your picks that's true you always pick the big massive games and then they always get pushed meanwhile i'm like those are what nancy drew game please they're like don't worry we make one of those per year (laughs) (laughs) per year every month you gotta have the next the next new big Caught up on your Nancy Drew. You just gotta. (laughs) So yeah. So uh, we'll just kind of get started. So what? uh, How about Shane? Why don't you start us off with one of your anticipated games of 2021? Okay, and I will say this was the hardest thing I've I've, I've ever had to do because there is so much coming out this year. There really is. (laughs) When I was looking through the list, it's like which ones am I going to pick? I was like, oh my god, there is literally hundreds of games coming out this year that look so good. Um, so the top of my list is going to be Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Ooh, good choice. Perfect. See, we already overlapped. That was my second one. Oh, that so, was yeah. So let's us. let's have a chat about Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. So what about this one is really what is getting you excited for it? I mean, I'm a a fairly big Ratchet and Clank fan anyway, um, and they haven't done one in a while. But it just it looks phenomenal. The mm-hmm graphically the the abilities to like jump between worlds just everything that they've showed us so far just looks absolutely phenomenal um and it it looks like it's kept all of its humor and all of its like old school gameplay mechanics so mm-hmm. that's that's really pulling me in yeah it looks incredible for because especially with like the destructible environments and stuff like that the one th- in it that they've shown in the demos the thing i think that I, i'm really the most excited about because i will say the only ratchet and clank game i've played is the remake of the original that came out in like 2016 on ps4 yeah and that game was i enjoyed it so much more than i thought i was going to and so kind of having that now in the back of my head as like knowing partially now what to expect in a new Ratchet and Clank game. But this one looks like it's going to be one of those games that has been designed to fully take advantage of the power of the PS5. You know, especially with like how you're going to be able to just zip between worlds and dimensions seemingly by just shooting that. You have a gun, right? I believe that like is is what lets you go between the dimensions or the world starts like falling apart at certain points and you're able to go through rifts, something like that. Um, But still just like, having the load times just so that's seamless, you know, is, is going to be super cool to see. But then I'm also excited because they've said that each weapon is going to have a unique response on the dual sense controller. And so like, have you, have you messed around in in like Astro's playroom at all on the PS five or do you guys have the PS fives yet? I don't remember. Oh, this is, this is a sore subject for Mike. It's very okay. upset oh, by subject this. for me too. <laughs> <laughs> we can be upset I'm together. <laughs> He's, oh no, we've already lost him. All right. Um, but, like, but yes, I have. I've played around a lot with it. Um, and it's 
yeah, it, it feels incredible. I don't know what yeah. your experience of it is, but it does. It really does feel so different. Um, and it, it's really hard to put into words, in my opinion. Like you have to really feel it to understand it. Oh yeah, definitely. Because that's what it was. It was like I started playing Ashes Player, and I was just like, I honestly thought like the had the in my head, I guess, that the the vibrations and everything and the and the feedback of the controller was going to be more like fancy marketing. Like it was like a marketing pull to like really get you in. But man. It's so good. It feels so good. So I'm excited to see how that translates over into um, Ratchet and Clank because I'm sure that will just be like have tons of uses and it's going to be it's just going to make it so immersive and fun to get to play. I will say that I did get to briefly hold a PS5 controller over the holidays because Bro Mogan got one. Of course, I didn't. The youngest (laughs) always gets all the good stuff. Uh, But I got to hold it in my hands for just a moment. And just like the feel of it. And the PlayStation doesn't really change their controller design. uh, Not like Nintendo does. It does does feel very much the same, but just a little bit, just a little bit heavier, a little bit nicer quality. I really Mm -hmm. like the the weight of it. I didn't get to do much with the haptic feedback because I don't play Demon's Souls because it's hard and I'm a casual. (laughs) So I'll figure more about that when I eventually get a PS5 when they restock in 2025. So any day now. (laughs) Oh man. So yeah, any other uh thoughts on Ratchet and Clank then? Any anybody before we move on to the next one that we're all excited for? I just want to say that it just when that trailer released, it just looked like the kind of showcase game for PlayStation. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely did. It looks like it's yeah. gonna be just that and that's I literally think like the even though it's not a series that I've been super invested for a long time, it just looks like it's gonna be the game you just don't want to skip on the PS5. So uh Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is our first entry into our most anticipated games of 2021. Mike, what is a, a game off of your list for us? Um, well, firstly, I, I hope that in 2021, you know, we get stock back for the PS5s. Yeah, That's my number one. That priority. would be just super, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> um, but a game that comes out pretty soon, actually, so there's, there'll be no worries of like delays on this one, is the Scott Pilgrim um, remaster thing. Nice. Right. You know, Doesn't that come out this month? Yeah, it's, it's literally 10 days, 9 days, something oh, wow. like that now. Um, there is a collector's edition that I'm, I've been looking at pretty much all day. Uh, it's like $139, and it just comes with a load of useless stuff you'll never need. Dang. Um, but who doesn't love useless it, stuff so you'll never need? Yeah. What kind of useless stuff justifies $130? Yeah, there's like pins, and then there's like um sort of a stage scene. Um, it looks pretty cool. I'd pay it. Um, <laughs> but if I wasn't like holding my money back for a PS5, yeah, you know what? If um, it's to you, then you, yeah. do, you can do whatever you want. But, um, but the game itself, you know, um, it's just sort of a Streets of Rage esque um, arcade brawler. Gotcha. Kind of, yeah. Um, you just kind of beat mindless enemies up, and um, it's all set in Scott Pilgrim world. I just love, you know, I love Scott Pilgrim. It's great. Does it nice. follow? The does the game follow the uh, general plot of the movie, or does it branch out beyond that? I think it's more based on the comics with the oh, art style okay. and stuff. Awesome. Um, yeah, um, this obviously like some movie influence in there as well. But yeah, it's just it was my favorite game on the 360 back in the day, and I've been like at in Ubisoft almost monthly, just remake this game, bring it out, please, like re-release it and. <laughs> 
they finally heard my call, obviously. They finally nice. <laughs> Do you think they got Chris Evans to be in it? Because he was in the movie. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I know his, his voice. His, his, I mean, his character is in it as well, because obviously he's sure. one of the injectors, but... Chris um, Evans is probably very busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, so I feel like he's probably very expensive now compared to when they made that movie. Yeah. yeah. I feel like most of the people in that movie are more expensive now than yeah. when they yeah. made that movie. <laughs> Uh, so, so it is just kind of like one of those old school ones where like side scrolling where you like move up and like, uh, like you're saying, like you move up backwards and forwards in this like linear yeah, yeah. space yeah, and then like enemies come at you and you like punch kick all that or do your different moves and, th- and things like that. Cause yeah, oh, this is one that I also missed out on. Um, so I don't really know much about the game at all, but this, so this is going to be like a, a new remastered version of all of the old one. I think it's just got the characters. There's nothing much new about it. Cause the art style is all pixel art. Mm. Um, so there's not much they can do other than just HD it and give it a shiny new box to to put on your shelf. Nice. But, um, I know limited run games. They're doing a a whole like collection thing. That's where you can get the you know the uh, collector's edition from. Nice. But, yeah, I'm excited for that anyway. Yeah, that one that'll be really cool. That's always fun to get a nice classic game back. You know where you can play yeah, it again yeah. and, and get to revisit it, especially and stuff, and stuff like that. So that's always a fun special treat to get. And yeah, those limited run game collections, those they make some nice they really nice do, reissues yeah. of stuff. I keep seeing every once in a while, I keep seeing stuff like they did one for Star Wars Bounty Hunter and Star Wars Episode One Racer, and I was being like, Do I want it? But it was like <laughs> 80 bucks, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> but I but man, it's hard it's hard to say no to for yeah. sure. <laughs> so Mogan, uh, what is then one of your anticipated games of 2021 i hope that maybe shane might be on board with me on this one because it's gotta 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 be bravely default 2 it's coming really soon it's next month february 26th um it did already get pushed once because it was supposed to release in 2020 it was probably on my list last year for most anticipated <laughs> game of 2020 actually i can't remember when they announced it they may only have announced it later in the year Anyways, the point is, Braley Default 2 is finally coming out in 2021. It's barely a month and a half away, and I absolutely cannot wait. It is going to be a Switch exclusive. One of the things that I actually found out recently about Default 2 that I just didn't notice from the demo and didn't really bother to... Somehow my eyes just didn't take in this information when I was reading about the game. The original composer from Bravely Default 1, Bravely Default Flying Fairy, Revo, uh, R-E-V-O, he didn't come back for Bravely Default, excuse me, for Bravely Second. So he didn't come back for the direct, direct sequel to Bravely Default 1, but he is coming back for Bravely Default 2. And the composer for the second game, Bravely Second, Rio... Not to be confused with Revo. <laughs> They're like on this Xbox is, naming conventions. Uh, but they, This is confusing enough to be a JRPG. It, it is. That's exactly <laughs> Just in the titles right. alone, yeah. So Revo didn't come back for Bravely Second. Rio did the soundtrack for that one. And although both soundtracks are very good, you can absolutely tell the stylistic differences in the second soundtrack versus Bravely Default soundtrack most people would probably agree that Bravely Default soundtrack is just overall better because it's just, it's its own monster and it's incredible. Oh, one of the uh, tracks that I featured on one of our old soundtrack episodes uh, would have been, oh, was it um, Serpent Eating the Ground? It's the final boss music from the first game and it's just 
awesome. I listen to that track all the time still on repeat. It's like a 10 minute track and it's just incredible. And I cannot wait for a whole new game full of new soundtracks that weren't in the demo that we haven't seen yet. They did also come out and say that they made some uh, changes from the release of the demo. So the development team actually did take feedback from the demo and worked it into the finished product. So that's part of the reason that it got delayed because the overall a sentiment, and I definitely agree with this as well, was that Bravely Default 2 was weirdly hard. It was really difficult. Like, I died a lot in the demo. And even though, yeah, you can get game overs in the original two games, it's pretty rare, and you have to have done something pretty wrong to get to a game over. Whereas in the demo for, De for Default 2, it was just like, huh, I don't remember sucking this hard at the previous two games. I mean, I definitely died a lot, but this is... <laughs> This is pretty brutal. So that's one of the main complaints that they have worked into the revamp of whatever they're doing for the original, for the, and what am I trying to say? Eventual, not original, for the eventual release of Default 2. So they made it easier. Yay. So it's got a great <laughs> soundtrack and it's going to be easier. And that's really that and cute outfits for all the job classes. That's all I want in life. That's all I want out of Bravely Default. So I'm Just really excited. Any game with a cute outfit is a winner. <laughs> like, yeah. with a cute Adjustable outfit. cute outfits. I mean, mm -hmm. I can't wait yeah. to eventually try to <laughs> tackle the monstrous task of doing like a ranking style video of ranking every outfit for every character from Bravely Default 2. <laughs> it's going to be 10 hours long. That's what I'm saying. And you have all of the different job classes and normally in the main game you kind of can't unless you go back and do special stuff to grind for the ones that you missed along the way so yeah we'll see when that comes out in 10 years good luck me but it would be so fun <laughs> i just love looking at all the cute outfits there and because they do tailor them they tailor all of the job class outfits to each individual character a little bit so even though everyone can be the monk class each monk looks a little bit different and it's like ah that's the kind of quality touch that I just have come to expect from Bravely, Bravely Default and that I deeply appreciate. That's the kind of stuff that keeps gamers like me coming back and I will forever come back. I actually picked up uh, Bravely Default 1 from Bro Mogan just to be able to play again before the new one comes out just because nice. I, I love them. So Bravely Default so 2. Is Bravely Default 2 a continuation of the story or is it just like a, uh, just a new game set in the same yeah, universe world? Incredibly no. <laughs> Bravely Default and Bravely Second are directly related. Their two stories are direct continuations of... Second is a direct continuation of the first game. Bravely Two should have been named anything else because it has nothing to do with the first two games. Oh. It's an entirely new character cast. It doesn't look like they've used any of the characters from the past two games. So... They really, I, 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 my conspiracy brain is that they called up Xbox's marketing team and they were like, I think we should name our new game. And they were like, oh my God, we have so many suggestions for you. Have you considered <laughs> the same name, but just, just this much, this much different, like that much different? And they were like, wow, that's a great idea. Galaxy brain. <laughs> Everyone else was like, no, <laughs> please don't. <laughs> So it's named stupidly and it's not related to the first two games in story at all, but it's going to be awesome and I don't care. So I'm really excited about it. Oh, and one of the guys has a Scottish accent for no good reason, I guess. And his name is Elvis. What nice. more could you ask for out of a game? <laughs> Top character right there coming out of this Top one. Top tier. 
And so that one is slated to be out when? Next month? Uh, February 26th. So very end of the month. So then I would say the my first game that I most, one of the first games that I most anticipated for this year, which I thought it actually, okay, so it did initially have the release date of March of 2021, but currently right now is sitting at unlisted or unknown release dates. But fingers crossed that it's going to make it into this year because I really want to get my hands on this game. Kena Bridge of Spirits. Oh, me too. That was actually on my list as well. I was t- thinking about talking about it first, but I chickened out. So <laughs> I am so excited for Kena Bridge of Spirits. It's it's the only game that I actually want to play on PS5. And I'm kind of just going to wait until Kena comes out and then get a PS5 and then get Kena Bridge of Spirits. And that's going to be my complete package of the PS5. Yeah, this one, I the, the announcement trailer, I think it was at a... It was just at one of the like a PlayStation or like state of the state of play or something like that. I feel like state when it was play, first announced. Think, yeah. um, but man, this game just looks like it's going to be incredibly beautiful. Like I'm totally on board. Like it's it's like magical elements and everything to it where that your character Kina seems to have like control over. She befriends those cute uh, rot characters with the like the little uh, guys who like little creatures I, that accompany her. I just call them Pikmin. Those yeah. are just oh. Pikmin. <laughs> So she gets, she's got her own new suite of Pikmin. It's like, good. That's what I want. I wanted, I wanted them to smash together Breath of the Wild and Pikmin to make the ideal game. How, how can you go wrong? And it really does look like it's going to be a pretty good blend of those two together. But I think besides the beautiful environments uh, and if the music from the trailers, indie indication, I'm assuming this is going to have just a knockout soundtrack as well, which I'm super excited about. But I also am really excited to get to uh, see like the gameplay and the combat because it looks like it's going to be really like a dynamic mix of ranged abilities, magic abilities, uh, melee abilities but then also like your rot companions seem to help you it showed like i believe in the announcement trailer it shows like them all like bunching together kina is able to like shoot them with one of her magic arrows and then the like causes like this scatter effect of the alt and like multiplies the amount of arrows that she shot and so it just looks like it's going to be just a really really awesome adventure and again another one that i think is going to really kind of like show off the power of the PS five. I know, you know, I know it's a, it's a, it's an indie game being developed by Ember labs, but it's still, it looks like it's one of those, like is going to have that triple a quality to it is what it really looks like. And so I'm just so excited for this game and getting to jump into this new world. Plus, cause that's, what's exciting about it too. It's a brand new world. It's a brand new IP. We haven't seen anything of this before. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun to get to have a new, um, is it supposed to be an exclusive. Oh, it's going to come out for PC and PS and PlayStation. Okay. So not Xbox, but so it's like still to kind of have that, like, you know, it's a new console generation. Here's a new game and a new IP and everything to kind of like usher that in. And that's exciting. I think too. So this is off topic, but I would caution you, sir, against saying things like triple (laughs) a quality nowadays. That's true. (laughs) That's true. That's true. That doesn't necessarily mean anymore. (laughs) Cyberpunk kind of shot that. Yeah. (laughs) It's an indie game. It's actually, it gives me more confidence that it's not going to suck. Cause that's what, that's what, that's what I meant by that. Like it was, but yeah, it was because I think it's, it looks like it's just going to be, you know, kind of like the, uh, the Hellblade experience was, you know, Hellblade was an independent game and all that stuff, independent, independently published, but it was out of left field games. Yeah. Just like outstandingly good. Incredible. Yeah. And I think, I think that's what Keen is going to be doing too. So that one super excited for hopefully 
it still makes it into 2021. Oh, so hopefully. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. hope so because that's going to be like we got we got all these games like we had Halo Infinite that was supposed to be coming out, uh, and, and even like Horizon uh, Forbidden West is supposed was supposed to be like February of 2021, and it's already been kind of pushed. So it's like hopefully we don't see these delays to, like keep pushing these things farther and farther back because I know we're all very excited for them. But as we've now seen, they're necessary. They are. <laughs> so like we'll delayed take them. for good reason because it had triple A quality. It needed to be delayed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm fine with the delay. I just it still just still makes me sad because I want to play them so yeah. bad. It, wouldn't it be great if they didn't jump the gun on announcing these games and they waited until they were almost kind of done? That'd be nice. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Because then it's you it know, releases it tomorrow. Yay. <laughs> I love when they do that. I you know? wish that just everyone yeah. would take the Nintendo approach and just here you go. Game's out. Have yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's super fun whenever that gets to happen. So, Mike, what is another game on your list of 2021 games? Pull up my notes. <laughs> I've got a memory like a sieve. Um I was gonna I was gonna say <laughs> um Skyrim 2. But um <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not going to happen this year, is it? Um, but God of War Ragnarok is nice. a story I need to see finished. Because oh, um, I don't know if you've all got the, to the end of that game. Yeah. Um, hopefully you have. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything, obviously. Um, but it felt like an unfinished story. Um, you know, it had that sort of tease at the end and things mm-hmm. like that. And it's just like... I need more. I need it. You know, I need to see it through. I need to see that journey through. Oh, for sure. Uh, for sure. And uh, until, until Naughty Dog, you know, announce their next project, I think that, you know, the God of War team are like the best studio out there. Um, definitely. And it's just, yeah, that game is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> more of that, please. Yeah. Uh, Jared, sure. did you see that they finally put Stargate SG-1 on Netflix? Oh, no, I didn't. The only reason I mention no. it is because your your waifu for life Christopher Judge, is mm. one of the main characters <laughs> in that show. And he looks just as good today as he did 20 yeah. years ago when this show was airing. It wasn't 20 years ago, it was 15 years ago. But yeah, you, everybody enough. should watch Stargate SG-1 because then you'll gain <laughs> extra appreciation for what's his name kratos that guy yeah the bald guy you know the one <laughs> yeah no ragnar i'm i'm right there with you ragnarok i i am very excited for um and and that's just exciting too that they're promising a god of war sequel and a horizon zero dawn sequel in the same year like that's oh that's gonna be so I nice i really yeah. hope they don't come out on the same day or in the same week don't oh no they'll space don't it yourselves sure. like, no. think so but so frequently they don't and you're like why would you set yourselves up for this kind of direct competition space it out i've i've got a feeling that obviously delays pending that they'll be looking at horizon being like the summer game and ragnarok being the winter game because mm-hmm. ragnarok fits yeah, with a winter theme yeah. it makes That's sense yeah 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 i was just gonna say just from what we've seen um Horizon Zero Dawn looks just more ready to release than God of War did because we just got a title. Yeah, you know, right. We need another trailer, I think, you know, a full trailer um, to get more excited about that. But Which yeah, I, I agree when, with what Shane was saying. 
I wonder when that will even happen because like, you know, who knows what E3 is going to look like this year again, if it's even be at like the same time or if it will be like another random live stream event that these like Sony and Ubisoft were doing last year. But yeah, I'm really I'm really wanting to get a little bit more on Ragnarok because it just I saw somebody playing one of the fights against the Valkyries on a, on a Reddit clip today. And I was just like, oh, my God, I think it might be time to go back and play some God of War. Yeah, I haven't I finished the story, but I haven't gone back and like fought all the val- finished fighting the Valkyries and all that stuff. But like it's one that I was kind of like, oh, maybe I need to maybe it's time to replay. <laughs> so general reminder, because bro Mogan actually didn't know this uh, when he got his PS five, if you're a new PS five owner, uh, it comes preloaded with like the PlayStation plus collection, which mm-hmm. includes a oh, yeah. ton of games that are incredible quality. And one of them is God of war four. So if you've got a PS five, you have God of war four at your fingertips right now for free. So if you haven't gotten to play it yet, now's the time. Oh, yeah. Assuming you actually managed to get your hands on a PS5, which is a big <laughs> question mark. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shane, what is your next uh, anticipated game of the year? So, and I'm also really happy that you mentioned Bravely Default, Kena, and God of War, because they were all ones I considered for my list, but somebody else is going to bring them up, so I'm going to leave them to one side. Um, so, my second one is Deathloop. Oh, uh, which was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe it was actually supposed to have come out november december time originally last year but it got pushed to march this year i want to say um it's just the style like it's so that that sort of like 80s jazzy style that it's got to it just looks incredible for like the first person shooter slash assassination style game that it's got but to have that really musical and like stylish way of moving around the map and like taking out the enemies and the storyline looks mental but in mm-hmm. a good kind of way yeah it honestly really kind of gives me uh vibes of like a guy Ritchie movie a little yeah. bit <laughs> which I, which excites me yeah. so uh, so this one you know it's obviously by uh same developer as dishonored are you worried about the two like influence like are you worried wanting it to be kind of like dishonored-esque or are you like excited about it wanting it and hopefully kind of saying like it has some influences of it but maybe not I mean, I'm not hoping it's going to be like Dishonored because I hate Dishonored. Oh, um, <laughs> you're hurting me. That would hurt. Whoa. I tried it and I just can't get on with Like, I can see why people like it and I think it's a really well-made game, but I can't get on with it. I really struggle with I that game. I should put on my waterproof mascara because I'm going to cry. <laughs> That's brutal. Goodness. I don't know. I don't even know what to say. I'm sorry. I can't <laughs> help it. I tried. Oh I gave it a solid few hours. Cancel the episode. We're out of here. <laughs> I'm never going to be invited back again now. Ever. We'll invite Mike, not you. I mean, as long as you don't say I mean, follow this up with by saying that Uncharted is your favorite game of all time, oh, then I think you're still safe. <laughs> <laughs> then no. you would have two two blasts to the heart, two arrows to the heart, and motion right be there. An unforgivable wombo combo. We would just never be able to speak again. <laughs> no, you're fine on that one. Oh my god. Whew. Yeah, Deathloop <laughs> does look like it's going to have a lot of interesting stuff because it's. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's it's going to have like a single player story, but then it's also very multiplayer event, uh, heavy, right? Like you can play against other people. Well, I don't think they've not really gone into much detail as to how that's going to work yet. But my understanding is that the, the second assassin that's 
hunting you is potentially going to be a second player. Mm. Um, but whether but they uh, they haven't really shown off much of how that's going to work or whether that's something you can turn off or turn on or ha- what that's going to work like, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it seems like it has a little bit of a, a 1v1 multiplayer element. I think if if that is the you know the feature where it is sort of a, a 1v1 versus the environment, then that's a really, really interesting key feature of that game. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I'd definitely pick up just to annoy Shane. That'll be a fun. key feature. Like, I'll throw, be turning off. Ruin his day. I'll be turning that feature off because I am not very good at games, and the last thing I want is someone coming in and ruining my day. Man, me too. <laughs> like, Bro, was playing Demon Souls, and I was like observing the feature of you getting like raided by another player, and I was like, I'm the worst. So. Oh, the at games, I would never be able to get anywhere. I would constantly be dying. So I also would turn that that feature off. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that one looks like it's going to be pretty interesting, and it'll be it will be cool to see how they implement that together, and especially in a way that like, because I know that it looks like the environments and everything will be fairly dynamic, and there will be ways that you can interact with the environment. And it's not just like you know playing hide and seek with each other, basically. But it will be very cool to see what they bring to that to help keep it you know, an entertaining and fresh and fresh game every single time you play it. And especially with it's like time warping. Yeah. Things, like going, jumping back and forth. Like it's, it's going to be interesting. Well, that's one of the things that I find really interesting about it, because what we've seen so far is it looks like the, at least on certain, at certain levels, you just replay the same map, but it's a, it's that trial and error of getting it perfect. Of like work, mm-hmm. working your way around and learning every single like, enemy movement learning where all of the places are you can go so you can get that perfect run and and achieve it in like that one foul swoop instead of dying and coming back or having to hide it's like you go from a to b but in the smoothest transition possible but you've got to do it a hundred times to learn that which i find really interesting mm-hmm. yeah it's almost think- like the, the hitman games oh yeah oh yeah 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 another yeah. game you have to learn the patterns and maps and things <clears throat> yeah yeah Oh yeah, Hitman Three. Yeah, that's two hours. It's like next month, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, I think so. It's pretty quick. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that seems like that'll be really interesting. So I'm sure, like, the best you do in like navigating the map, the faster you do it, gives you more points or however you know, however they want to rank that. But that one is one that I will be very interested to see. That one will probably be fun to watch, like streams of runs. Yeah, speed runs are like a really interesting speed run game. Not that I've ever speed run anything. I prefer a slow run, as some people might call it. But other people. I, I was about to say yeah. something very similar. It's going to be one of those games where I like to watch people who are substantially better than me. Yeah, it's like cool, wow. pull off cool stuff. It's like, like I it, wonder what it's like to have skill. What does that feel like? I feel like it could be one that there could be like kind of build a little. It could have like kind of an esports community or aspect to it too, of just like these competitions or tournaments that people do and everything. It, it's going to be interesting to see what comes out of that one for sure. So, yeah, Logan, then, yeah. uh, what is one of your, your next game, then? I didn't have any other games. I didn't come prepared. I you only chose one? No, no I, well, I chose it was Kena Bridge of Spirits, and then oh. all two. But the third one, I actually really am excited to talk about right now, because as of yesterday, it has a playable demo out, and I actually got to get my hands on it, and I'm more excited than ever before. It's Monster Hunter Rise. So nice. if you're not aware, yeah. uh, there is currently a demo out for the Switch. Um, you just have to go to the Nintendo eShop, and instead of 
pre-ordering it, you just click on the demo. The demo is really interesting because it has... It's not the full game. It's definitely a selective suite of monster hunts that you can go on, both in single player and multiplayer. So I was so excited to see that multiplayer actually is part of the demo because that's the most important part of Monster Hunter, at least if you ask me it is. So I actually did get to play a bit with Snooty Boots, one of our own uh, Discord um not patrons, just cool community people and one of my own personal friends. Uh, so he and I got to play a little bit of it last night along with AJ, aka Nines, and it's really fun. Um, I will say that getting used to the controls on Switch when the Monster Hunter World controls from PlayStation are so deeply ingrained in my muscle memory was really hard. I, have, I kept having to be like, how do I run? I forget what the run button is. I don't know how to sheathe my weapon. I don't know how to unsheathe my weapon. How do I take potions? I don't know how to do any of this now because it's all mapped to different buttons and I'm genuinely struggling. But in terms of look, it looks great. So uh, Snooty Boots um, definitely mentioned that it looks much more aesthetically similar to the old Monster Hunter games, which had a kind of more anime styling to them. And they were definitely more bold and in your face with the color choices. Like the color palette of the game is much brighter, uh, much more vibrant than Monster Hunter Worlds was. And just the general styling of the characters and the armor and even the monsters uh, is just so much more. It's just like Monster Hunter World times 10. So everything is just, to me, personally, I really like that. I've never been one for realism, realistic graphics. I want everything to look like it's it has dirt on it all the time. No, that's not what I want. I want everything <laughs> to look like a rainbow, but throw some dinosaur monsters in there and we're good to go. So uh, the game plays really well. The multiplayer aspect, at least in the demo, was really simple. It was just, okay, you go to online direct from the main screen. You don't even have to go into the regular game in single player mode first. You go to online mode, you create a lobby. You don't even have to have people on your friends list to have them join your lobby because each lobby has its own lobby ID. So you just give people the lobby ID and then they can join you whether or not they're friends with you on the Switch already, which for the Switch, that's a really good feature because nice. having to have people yeah. on your friends list to play online with them, very annoying. Uh, so that's a really good feature. <laughs> and then of course, there's just the fact that it plays exactly like Monster Hunter World, just with some new features like the uh, grapple bug. I don't know what to call it. It's like a bug. <laughs> you fly around on it. <laughs> There's there's so much Monster Hunter stuff that I never and I will never bother to learn the proper names of or how to optimally <laughs> use them. That's not my kind of play. I'm going to be the one that you kind of have to carry. So good luck, yeah. everybody on my team. I, I, <laughs> all the deaths and faints that we had in our hunts last night, about 90% of them were me. And I'm not sorry. <laughs> that's very You're good. Yeah, no, <laughs> can't make me. I will continue to suck at Monster Hunter, but also I was trying to play weapons that I never played in the previous game. So, oh, nice, a little bit of a learning curve in, in more ways than one, but I'm just genuinely very excited for it. And it's another one that's coming out in theory as long as it doesn't get delayed really soon. It's March 26th. So I'm gonna have one month to finish Bravely Default 2, which is impossible. <laughs> And then I'm going to 
Mar uh, Monster Hunter Rise. And I just can't wait. I think it's going to be all of my good games are coming out in spring or they're potentially not coming out at all in the case of Kingdom Bridge of Spirits. So we'll see how the rest of my year goes because I'm just kind of jam-packing all of it into one season. Have something to, you know, hunker down when the heat of the summer arrives and exactly. no one wants to be outside. Then you at least have all the all the uh, yeah. games from the spring to entertain you. So how did it play? Like, were you playing it docked or were you playing it handheld? How did, no, how did it run on the Switch? I was definitely playing it docked. Um, I really only play small games in uh, handheld mode. Ironically, Animal Crossing, but like visually small games. Games right. where they have very yeah. like zoomed in view. Uh, Monster Hunter... I really don't think I will ever play it in handheld mode unless I have no other choice or I really have to use the restroom and we're in the middle of the hunt. You know, you can't just tap out. So that's the beauty of the switch. You can take it with you wherever you need to go. <laughs> when you need to go, you can take it on the go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it, it just, I genuinely don't know how it will feel to play in handheld mode, but docked, it feels great. Uh, the quality of the visuals is really good. It is kind of a bit of, I'm not sure you could make a direct comparison between the graphic quality between World and Rise just because they are so stylistically different, but I thought it looked like a beautiful game. I was very impressed from the very start. So the worlds themselves, like the map that you're able to explore a little bit, um, is more of that really wide open map. It's not necessarily open world because it is a closed map, but it feels very broad. It looks like there's going to be all kinds of stuff to explore, obviously tons of materials to get. There's obviously still the crafting aspect of the games, which is very integral to uh, being able to play optimally and be able to keep yourself alive. So all the stuff that you loved in World is back again in Rise, and I just hope that they've done some quality of life improvements on the online aspect. And that's really all I wanted out of World mm -hmm. was quality of life improvements for online mode. So fingers crossed that they have done that in Rise, specifically for key story elements uh, for hunts. As long as those don't suck as much as they did in World, it'll be a perfect... Yeah, there's a weird... There's a huge disconnect in the story mode in um, Monster Hunter World. Um, but yeah, I'm glad Moacan brought up Rise because it is one of the games that I am looking forward to. And now that I'm a, I'm a Switch main because my PS4 broke and I don't have a PS5, oh. I just play Switch now all the time. Oh, <laughs> terrible. I got I mean, a lot more the... sympathy off you guys than I did off Shane. <laughs> You're not getting any sympathy <laughs> of me. You don't deserve any. Um, <laughs> he puts me through enough on a day-to-day -day basis, so I, I'm not giving him sympathy for anything. Um, the with with Monster Hunter, the the I mean, the, you're talking about the, the disconnect of the story. You can definitely tell it's a heavily like Eastern-based game. Um, like if you're if you do like Mogan obviously have played JRPGs, they're very much heavy on the text, and that's where. Monster Hunter suffers from that same problem. Um, and although World very much felt like it was built more for the Western audience, yeah. it still suffered from that same problem of being very text-heavy for no real reason in for a lot no of places. Yeah. No one is reading the story elements in Monster Hunter World. No. and no one in the West. Everyone in the East clearly is. <laughs> That's true. Um, so actually, I lied earlier when I said that all I wanted from Rise was for the online to be better. That's not true. And I told this to uh, Snooty Boots last night when we started. The number one thing that I want from Monster Hunter Rise is for whoever the new handler is, please let him or her be less annoying. 
than the handler from Monster Hunter World. I despise the handler from World. And if and if it, if it can be any any less annoying, it'll be Worlds better. It will be Monster Hunter Worlds better. <laughs> cannot wait. Uh, and actually, so the one thing that we didn't get to derp around at all within the demo that I'm that I'm glad they left out because it's going to make the real game more fun. Character creation. I can't wait to be able to get in there and make my new character. Nice. It's going to be so fun. <laughs> Very nice. So, Mike, so Mike, uh, anything else about this game that you were, that really has you excited, or is it just because it's another entry into the Monster Hunter series? Um, I haven't played it yet. I've got the demo, and it's literally going on as soon as we finished it. Um, but one thing that I did realize that they had um, from from Twitter footage was um, a bubble dragon. So I'm I'm in. I'm all the way in because there's a dragon that shoots bubbles. It's really so cute. I'm, I'm, it's yeah. really pretty. And <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't want to fight it. Yeah. I always, you know, Monster Hunter is fine, but I've always wanted Monster Friender. Why can't it just be combat? Monster, monster Hugger. Yeah. Monster Hugger. That's all I really want in life. Or just Monster Monster Hunter Snap. So all you do is you just go around taking pictures of the monsters. That would yeah. Be wonderful. Oh that's basically Bug Snacks. I've been playing Bug Snacks. And that's I was kind of like like Pokemon Snap. You're just going around. And you like scan the little all the different bug snacks, and then of course you do actually catch them and stuff. But that's what it felt like anyway. Um, so Shane, then what is your next or top game? I guess if it's the last one you've held out for this for this one of 2021. This uh, this is my top one, um, and I'm surprised it's not already come up. But Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, <laughs> that's right the big, the big harry potter very, rpg that's coming out very intrigued and excited by this nice so just because and it's set in like the world potter, so. oh okay all right so okay so yeah explain this then i'm, I'm curious yeah, yeah. then I'm curious too i mean i literally only watched the harry potter films the back end of last year for the first time Oh um, I, yeah, I'm not a big Harry Potter fan. I've never read any of the books. I, I obviously I've known what Harry Potter is, but I've, I've not been big on it. Um, but everything I've seen and heard about this game, it just looks really, really well made. And it's the idea of it being this, like, say, this RPG where you can build your own wizard or witch or however it goes within the game. Um, it just yeah, it really talks to me, and I'm really excited for what for what it could <laughs> like the 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 amount of um like backstory and sort of the the legacy that Harry Potter has left behind that they can delve into mm-hmm. just really excites me. So, very key question, and it's okay if you don't know this now because I assume you haven't taken your house quiz on Pottermore.com or .org or whatever it is. I have not. Oh my god, you got to go take the quiz. There's so much work that has to go into this. Which house do you think you would be in? I have to know. Which is the worst house? Because it's probably that one. Slytherin, kind of. You hate to say it, but no, because that, that's that's. A ha- that's it's a bad house but it's a popular house it'd probably be like hufflepuff or ravenclaw oh. the ones that no one ever talks about well i'm i'm <laughs> deeply a hufflepuff in my heart and soul so we'll welcome you into the fold as is our our way <laughs> but i will go and do that this quiz later yeah you, you have oh please stream, it. Please stream <laughs> the quiz everybody has to know <laughs> So, so what is in this one? It's it really is so because I also like you am very unfamiliar with the Harry Potter world. I haven't read the books, and I must admit I have not seen the movies. So I'm like really 
outside of it. So like you are just like going in, going to Hogwarts and being able and like just kind of, do you even go to you go to Hogwarts as a student, I'm assuming. And then there you just like kind of like as a game progresses, progress in your training and becoming the witch or war, uh, witch or wizard that you choose to be. I mean, that's my understanding of it. It's set quite a bit before the Harry Potter mm. story. Um, I, th- I think it's set like sort of like late 1800s, early 1900s, I think is my understanding. So it's like yeah. a good a good chunk of time prior to um, both the Harry Potter films. And also I think it might be either around the time of or prior to the Fantastic Beasts film, oh, which I've not seen. Um, so there's a lot of that history that they can really delve into. Um, but yeah, that's my understanding. Is it, it, the, I saw an article that recently that said, imagine the, fi- the game The Bully, but with magic. Mm. Okay. okay. That's okay. exactly what I was going to say. That's exactly what I want from this. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I want Bully with wizards. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Very sorry, cool. Morgan, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, I had no idea that it was meant to be based that far back in time. So now I actually am more interested. Because my concern yeah. was that it was just going to be modern you know, Hogwarts, no, which I have no interest in. But knowing that it's old school, even more old school, that's actually got got much more of my interest. It's legitimately an old school. Legitimately. Because you're going back so far in time. <laughs> well, very cool. Yeah, that one will be interesting <laughs> to see. Is that one? I know my brother-in-law is like pretty excited about that one because uh, he is a big Harry Potter fan. And so uh, he's talked a lot about that one because he's been playing the one that the whatever game they have right now that's on the phone, that's on mobile. That's like some like RPG light S kind of thing. I know he's been playing that a whole lot. So yeah, that one and that one's slated for summer. Yeah. Summer, summer time ish. And just to confirm, cause I just looked it up while we were talking. It is, uh, it's confirmed. It's set sometime in the late 1800s. Oh, nice. Ooh, nice. Ooh, that, that'll be really era. cool. Fun. Yeah. That would be a pretty mm. cool era to be exploring it from the viewpoint of a witcher wizard. So that's pretty cool. I'm also that. curious to, if they're going to have, you because obviously we know that like the Hogwarts and the, the wizarding side, but whether you're going to get to like to go to like 1800s London and go into like the muggle world and see that side of it as well, yeah. that'd be interesting. Do you think it'll let you, like typical RPG fashion, could you choose? Well, do you think it'll have like a morality where you could become bad, or does it, you know, I mean, can you begin be a good or choose to be good or bad, or <laughs> is it going to be like you are specifically a good character? I mean, there's there's always been bad wizards, so I I could I would assume so. It'd be kind of cool if it did. Yeah, it'd be, uh, I mean, I 100% would end up being a bad wizard because that's the way I play most games. <laughs> see, I'm always of the ones like I may try like Red Dead Two. I was like, I'm gonna kind of just kind of see how this goes. I'm feeling like I want to be a real outlaw. No, I was still like the nicest guy ever to everybody. <laughs> so like, it's hard for me to break that mold. <laughs> I'm I'm a shoot first, ask questions later kind of guy. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> or when you were playing out uh outer worlds it would shoot everyone ask yeah. questions oh. later <laughs> <laughs> that's another one i want to get to and play because i've heard so many great things about that uh so then mike what is your top game for that you're excited about coming out in 2021 i mean it's it's not really a game well it's not a game i mean it, there is a game but uh, what I want to talk about is Cobra Kai. Oh, nice. <laughs> which is like the Netflix series because um, I've just been so hooked on it. I've just gone back and watched the old Karate Kid films, stuff like that. Um, it's just 
the perfect amount of like cheesiness. Nice. And uh, the you know the the recent season just came out. Um, you know the first of this year. Was it the first? It was the first. It was New Year's Day. Yeah, it came it was out the first. Yeah. Um, and I just binged it, loved every second of it, and it kind of leaves it on like a cool cliffhanger, which just leaves me wanting more. So until that comes out, I'm I'm not going to rest. I'm not going to be, be happy anxiously awaiting. With, with 20 to, yeah, yeah, just waiting. <laughs> so, so is the game then that's coming out? Is it like tied in directly to the series, or is it kind of like it's again kind of like as the, with the Harry Potter one, like more of a standalone set in the world, but like different? Um, so it's set. Um, as the it's kind of the the viewpoint of like the bad guy from the first movie hmm. or like the bad kid um which is johnny um and he he's this you know this kind of loser this dropout and his life's like spiraled and then he reforms his like karate dojo and then um karate ensues in this like <laughs> in the school setting that's there but it's just it's just great it's just like the ultimate 80s cheesy greatness that we all love secretly i think the alternative title for the show and or game could have just been karate ensues i think that that really says it all (laughs) that is literally that is it that's just the 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 soul right there i mean everybody loves those i mean as cheesy and corny as they can be those 80s action movies are special for a reason because like the, the, just something about them hits yeah. a chord and just sticks with the audience so i'm so it'll be cool if they can capture that same feeling not only in like the next seasons of the show but also if they can kind of like capture that in the uh in the game itself when that comes out so speaking of that yeah. like one that would make a did you guys ever see on Netflix, because just thinking about it, like it would make a crazy video game. That Kung Fury. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen Kung Fury so many times; it's one of my favorite things to ever exist. So good. I but like that would be the craziest video game ever. There, there, there is a game. Yeah, there is a game. Oh, okay. It's so hard. So totally it's a bit like that. Streets of Rage, but you don't. Your character is static in the in the middle of the screen. You don't move, and you have to time the hits as the enemies get to you. Um, but oh you can't block or anything. It's so hard, but it's so good. Oh well, I'm gonna have it's to go play like this. It's more like a rhythm thing. action game. Yeah, there's also a Kung Fury Two in development, which is supposed wow. to be featuring Michael Fassbender, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, and there was another person I can't remember the name of. But it's oh got like a God. much, much greater cast. It honestly, I am in love with that film. I'm excited now. I didn't know that there was gonna be a number two. Oh man, I I just wow. got so much but yeah, that just seems like that would be because that movie is kind of like aside from its awesomeness, it's like the perfect kind of like satire play off of those eighties movies, but it just like makes it even but it's just so good. So okay, so now yeah. I'm I'm excited about that now too. No, it's also the, second movie. the perfect way to spend 30 minutes of your life. That's right. It's so short. <laughs> yeah, it's great. 30 minutes. Perfect. <laughs> I wonder if the next one's gonna be that short too or if they're gonna try to make it a feature length film. I think from what I've seen, because the first one was uh, a Kickstarter project. Yeah. But they made enough from that one to be able to do the second one without it going through Kickstarter. So I've got a feeling the second one will be a bit longer and a, a bit more sort of um, filled out. Nice. Well, I mean, if they're able to get Michael Fassbender and Arnold Schwarzenegger, I mean, those guys can't be cheap. Yeah. I mean, maybe <laughs> they're cheaper than fans. There, it? <laughs> That's true, too. Could just love the first one and be like, yep, exactly. I want this. 
they could just be like, I'll just, I'll just do it for free. <laughs> I mean, if somebody asked me to be like, hey, you want to be in Star Wars? I'd be like, yeah, you don't have to pay me at all. I'll just show up. Where do you want me to be? So I get that. <laughs> all right. Well, then, Mogan, what is your top out, uh, topping out your list? Or did we already cover it since it was? We already lost? covered it. Those were my okay. three. Honorable <laughs> mention, uh, even though it's like I am excited about it, but I'm still very trepid, you know, very unsure about whether or not I will actually get it, but I am actually pretty excited to see Returnal. Stupidest Hmm. name for a video game ever, except for (laughs) Bravely Default, Bravely Second, and Bravely Default 2. So it just looks like a really interesting kind of sci-fi horror game, which I think there aren't enough of those. We should always have more sci-fi horror. So pretty excited for Returnal, but that's just honorable mention because still not sure if I'm going to get it. Very nice. Well, so my then my top game of the year mentioned it a couple times already, but the one I am most excited about is Horizon Forbidden West. I am 100% down for a sequel for this game because the first game was so incredible. Uh, I just loved the world of Horizon Zero Dawn. Aloy is one of my favorite video game characters. I just think like the wonderful mis- uh, meshing together of like the Stone Age with advanced robotics in that in the game is just like the world combination yeah. that I didn't know I needed. But then once I saw, I was just like, yes, please give me more of this. And so I just think the first game ended and wrapped itself up perfectly enough. It could have stayed as its own standalone game, but then it gave you the little teases at the end about like where certain characters were headed and what was going to, and what could come next that it was an, obviously enough. And then the game did well enough to, you know, warrant having the sequel, but Man, just I think the new character, the new monsters they've shown off from the trailer, the you're going even, you know, you're going west. Five uh, Aloy goes west. So it's, you know, you're going to be seeing like the ruins of like the San Francisco, the Golden Great Bridge and all that stuff I think is is pretty exciting and getting just I'd I platinumed Horizon Zero Dawn. It, I didn't could not get enough of it. And so I yeah, just it think was, it was my first platinum as well. Oh, nice. It was, it was just like, it was, it was one you just didn't want to quit. Was, yeah, you did yeah, not just, want to quit and just going and doing all the challenges and everything. It was, it was so yeah. good because it just made the whole world just was so alive. I think that game was kind of where PlayStation hit their stride with like their exclusives and stuff. And yeah, and after that, they just kept, it was just great game after great game, you know, mm-hmm. all outselling each other one after the other. Definitely so. Uh, and so I just think it's just going to be, and I think it, is it one that's included in the PS collection, the PS plus collection, do, since you just saw it, Mogan? I was know? actually going to ask you, you're the one who owns the PS five. Well, I, I know, dare but you. I forget. I, I'm sorry. You, you just mentioned well, that you saw it. In, it yeah, in. why are you just sitting here insulting me and Mike? I'm sorry. Brutally. Because the one, the one that I, I did know was on the collection that I was excited about playing was Days Gone. Uh, speaking of other, uh, P- PlayStation exclusives and everything like that. But I just... Yeah, Horizon Forbidden West, I just, everything about it I loved. And so it just looks like it's going to be a continuation of that, getting more of its soundtrack. Hopefully we get another four-hour-plus soundtrack out of the game, so like the first one. So I am 100% down for it. So that one is what tops out my list as a as my most anticipated of 2021, and also the one that I have the biggest fingers crossed of it not being delayed. Delayed into yeah, 2022 yeah. i i think for the first like <laughs> it might have been like i think the first episode of this of our most anticipated games it was a couple of years ago but i did that one game biomutant that was like 
and then it never came out. That game is still never coming out. It's, it's, it's on the no, list for this year. Yeah, but like no, who knows there was when? An article today that said it was meant to be coming out in the next couple of months. I, oh really? I Just will today. believe that when I see it. I am not taking that at yeah. face value. That game has to be out before I'll believe that it's I know. releasing. <laughs> Same, because I'm like, I've wanted to play it for so long, but I've just given up hope until it's out. But that's exciting if it is actually coming out. But see, I don't want to put it on my list, or then it'll get delayed till 2023. So I don't want to <laughs> do anything like that. So did, did you guys have, so those are if those are our main lists, so uh, Horizon Forbidden West, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, Kena Bridge of Spirits, Bravely Default 2, Monster Hunter Rise, um, Hogwarts. Cobra Kai, Hogwarts, uh, am I missing any of the stuff? Any of the Deathloop. Deathloop, that was the other one. So lots of great games for us. Scott all. Pilgrim. Oh, it's Scott Pilgrim. Scott yes. Pilgrim. Thank Dang you. <laughs> and I thought I had them all. Damn it. Uh, but obviously tons of great games all coming out. And like you said, Shane, at the beginning of this, like you had a, it was a really hard to narrow these down. Did you guys have, before we go, any like honorable mentions that other ones that you just kind of saw like, Ooh, that one also looks like it'll be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll go first. I, I did actually um, Gotham Knights was on there that looks like yeah. that uh two or four player i'm not really sure how many players it's going to be but that that one um back for blood the new like left for dead style yes game. that'll be a lot of fun that looks yeah that looks a lot of fun um ghostwire tokyo which was like that paranormal-esque oh, yeah, yeah. weird looking I don't, I don't even know how to describe it but it looks fun yeah, yeah. um and one i only just found out about today is the is an evil dead game and I'm a oh. huge Evil Dead fan, so that got me very excited as well. Nice. Yeah, Back for Blood. I, I enjoyed playing the Left 4 Dead games. And then when I saw the trailer for Back for Blood start at the Game Awards, I think it was, I was just kind of like, oh, another another zombie game. Okay. But then I f- saw that it was from the developers of Left 4 Dead and all yeah. that. It was like continuation of that series. I'm like, never mind. I'm all on board for this. <laughs> because those games were great, especially in just their yep. cooperative modes and everything like that. It's so much fun. So, Mike, how about you? Do you have any uh, honorable mentions? Um, I don't know why it's an honorable mention and not one of my top three, to be honest. But the Breath of the Wild sequel. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That's so scheduled for this year? We'll this I was going to say, is that is pending it? for this year? I think it's still I pending, it and I strongly doubt. I think this is going to be... <laughs> yeah, it's like it might, but probably not. Yeah. I, I feel like if and when it does come out, it will probably line up, just kind of knowing Nintendo's patterns. I wouldn't be surprised if they lined it up with when they eventually release like a Nintendo Switch Pro, more or less. Yeah, uh, that that too. seems like something they would do. Get it's like a combo yeah. thing with the console. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we've, yeah, that we've one's... got... Um pokemon snap haven't we this year that's the big nintendo one. that's right so yeah. that's actually i am genuinely very excited about pokemon snap because <laughs> i never got to play the old one uh we pretty much only had a playstation when i was a kid so i actually missed out on all of the older nintendo games so pokemon snap it's one of old podcast zach's favorites and i'm really excited to finally get to like, understand the magic yeah, I only play, got to play yeah. that one in a Blockbuster demo. So, you know, at, at, in Blockbuster. <laughs> Never even took it home. Incredible. So. <laughs> uh, throwback to the past. And then, so, Mogan, do you have any honorable mentions? I know you mentioned one earlier. Um, no, not really. That was kind of it. Breath of the Wild 2 is technically an honorable mention, but I like to stick with games that I know 
reasonably are coming out this year. So that those are, we kind of really already hit all of my top ones. Except for maybe a Dishonored 3 that hasn't been announced, but that I would happily take. <laughs> it's not happening. It's, it, it won't happen. It probably won't. <laughs> but we can, we can dream. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to say then that my honorable mentions, God of War Ragnarok was going to, was one of mine for sure. I was just worried. I was a little worried about it not hitting the, the 2021 release uh, yeah. that it is, didn't put on there. But yeah, I'm saying with you, Mike, though, I like, I really want that one so bad. My other honorable mention was also going to be the Hellblade sequel. But Ooh, yeah. that one's not even on the lists for this year yet. I yeah. thought it was. But yeah, I thought it was as well. But yeah, I was going and doing the research on this yesterday, and I was just like, Hellblade release. And no, it's not on any of the lists. So I was like, oh, okay, bummer. I thought we were going to get that one this year, but no. So then my only other honorable mention that I had is Far Cry 6. I'm pretty excited about that one. I like the Far Cry series a lot. And so getting a new game in that series I mean, will obviously be good. I love the, the, you know, the main villain of that. And that's, yes. that's something Far Cry is always like really famous for is the the villains are always like top notch, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Far Cry is okay. it's uh Far Cry three, I think, is my has been my favorite one that I've played so far. Far Cry easily five, the best one. Yeah, it's so good. Just because specifically the like the setting is great, but the villain Voss yeah. is so good. Uh so I'm excited to see this one because five was okay. Not great, but uh, so I'm yeah, excited. So I'm hoping that, that it that six. Well, I'm the villains were great in it. Back. <laughs> yeah, the villains. I did like the villains, but just like it kind of got very. I like the main villain. All the side villains. I was kind of like the the brothers yeah. and sister and stuff. They were all kind of eh to me and like kind of one yeah. one note. But the the main guy was pretty was pretty good. I did like him a lot as a villain. So that would be what would round out my honorable mentions for games coming out in 2021. But yeah, that completes our lists of the games we are most excited for and looking forward to playing in 2021. As always, we would love to hear the games that top your list as well. So send us an email at teamchatpodcast.gmail.com. Comment below wherever you're listening or watching this video, the pod, this episode and uh, join our Discord server. Talk about it with us there. We would love to hear from you. But before we go, uh, Shane and Mike, thank you guys so much for being on the show with us today. One more quick little uh, promotion. Where can people find triple xp where can they find you guys uh if they want to follow along or listen to the show and all that stuff so this this is shane's part <laughs> oh is it oh i see you <laughs> i was waiting for which one of us is gonna step in then you you always do the spiel <laughs> oh, i do um yeah so we we do have a, a website which the easiest way to find us is through twitter um which is just at triple xp uh we also are on uh spotify and all the usual podcast places as well as on youtube again um just search triple xp and that's the easiest way to find us really but on twitter and for me and mike uh, i am at subpar shazam and that's my twitter handle and mike is just mike plays again fairly simple and easy to find us and all of our links are there awesome well, yeah, so go check out uh, Mike and Shane over at Triple XP. I know their episodes that have been great and a lot of fun to listen to. They also have a good rotation of guests and stuff on there as well. So it's a lot of fun. Go check them out. But with that, everybody, that concludes this episode of Team Chat Podcast. Until next time, I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined across the power of the internet by Rachel Mogan. Adios. And again, our two guests, Mike and Shane from Triple XP. Thanks so much, guys. Thank for you for joining us. us. Yeah. It's been our pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. We will see you all next time. Bye.